Hello and welcome to another episode of The Pod Well Travelled, hosted by me, Penny Thomas. Later on in the show, I'll be chatting with a very special guest who recently represented Australia, playing for the Wallabies in the Rugby World Cup. But before I get into that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of our listeners. We've had some really nice feedback come through, which is always nice to hear. And yeah, so I just wanted to say a quick little thank you because it's really appreciated. Um, In case you have missed our latest shows on Mauritius or Cambodia or even the two-part cruising special we did, um, they are all available to stream online from wherever you get your podcasts. And I also just wanted to encourage all of our listeners, old and new, to sign up to eTravel, which is our free digital edition of travel um, that gets delivered to your inbox once a week and is full of, you know, fresh stories, podcast episodes, upcoming events and lots more. Um, in today's episode, we're doing things slightly different, but I'm sure you'll get lots out of it. Uh, so without any further ado, this is my chat with Isaac Fine's Lily Wasser. Welcome to the podcast, Isaac. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, first up, what was the World Cup experience and the atmosphere like when you were in France, regardless of how the, the Wallabies ended up doing? Yeah, obviously, regardless of the results, it was, um, no, it was a pretty amazing experience. Obviously, a crowd like that that I've never sort of experienced before. And obviously, my sort of first taste of Wallabies was at a World Cup. So, yeah, other than the campaign, in general, it was, a, it was an awesome experience for me and something I truly, truly did love. Yeah, and um, was France a good host? Yeah, amazing host. You can see, um, obviously, why they're such a great, great sporting nation as well, because the fans are unbelievable. The the noise that they bring and the atmosphere they bring to each game was um, hectic, very hectic. Yeah, hopefully Australia will bring that once it comes here as well. Um, once the Wallabies were out and your World Cup sort of tour came to an end, you decided to extend your stay and did some travelling around Europe. Can you tell me a little bit about that and the places that you've visited? Yeah, obviously over in Europe. So I just thought I'd make the most of um, being all the way over there. So, um, yeah, after we were out, I went over to Chamonix and... I think it was the French Alps, mm-hmm. and then sort of went through Italy, uh, Mallorca in Spain, sort of back to Italy, south of France, and then finished in London, which is which is probably one of the highlights too. London, I love London. Right, so you, you sort of covered a fair bit of ground there. Um, yeah, did a, did a fair bit. Yeah, and can you tell me how you sort of went about planning for the trip? Was it something that you sort of did well beforehand, before even the World Cup, I guess? And are you someone that sort of enjoys researching places to go and things to do, or do you sort of go with the flow and, and let someone else sort of take the lead? Well, not, not obviously because we didn't know when daytime being in the semis or the, or the final would leak. So it was, a bit, um, it was a bit tough with all the dates and then getting knocked out early. I had to change it up a fair bit. Like me and my partner did have a plan and we had a few spots, but I think we probably didn't do half of it when we, when we got to it because obviously everything was sort of picked up week by week and day by day, which was fun though. I sort of enjoyed it. It was a bit spontaneous, mm. but obviously next time around, I'll probably plan it a bit better. Yeah. How did you sort of find the places that you were wanting to go to or did you always have these places on, on your bucket list? Um, sort of always had Italy and Mallorca. Yeah. Um, but then um, Chamonix sort of popped up when I think my oh, one of my close friends was there and he just said, pop down. It's only two hours away from where you're staying. So I just thought it would be easy to get to from where we are based in at training. And then, yeah, that ended up probably being one of the best spots and one of the um, most scenic spots I've ever been to. Yeah. Uh, that place was crazy. Yeah. Can you tell me about some of your favourite memories there? 
Um, just for the me- someone that's very scared of heights, it, it was definitely my favourite place. But yeah, I just think obviously we were in France and it was thirty degrees, and then all of a sudden we we're in the top of the French Alps and it was snowing. And I don't know, it was just beautiful. All the food, all the people. It was a, we, we hit the jackpot in that spot. Yeah, lovely. I'm a bit afraid of heights too. But um, can you describe the sort of the landscape there? Yeah, well, obviously it was just like a nice little town, and then obviously you looked up and it was. Just huge mountains. I think it was big for skiing and stuff. Obviously, yeah. I didn't know too much about it, but you just looked around you and you were covered by mountains. But you also in this little town that was like a yeah, I don't know. It was all it was pretty amazing. Yeah, beautiful, cool. And um, so then you you went on to Italy afterwards. Um, do you have any favourite memories from from Italy? Uh, probably just eating too much. <laughs> nah, Italy was awesome. We were in um, uh, Sicily. And yeah, obviously just all the nice beaches and all the islands and this, the food. I love my food, so that was that was a big plus. A lot of pasta and pizza. Yeah, wonderful. Was there any dish in particular that you remember from Italy that um, that sort of resonates with you? Um, I probably got about three prosciutto and burrata pizzas, which was definitely overhead while I was there. Uh-huh, <laughs> I'm yeah. staying away from pizza while I'm back in. Back over west now. <laughs> and it's also hard to find the same quality, isn't it, when, when you come back from a place like Italy, especially if you're a pizza lover. And yeah. What about in France? Like France is a place that's sort of known for its exceptional food and wine offering. Um, did it live up to the hype whilst you were there? Yeah, well, the baguettes and croissants were um, very hard to beat, even just the simple baguettes, even just in like servos and stuff, their they're standards for croissants and bakery stuff was amazing. And then obviously just like good sandwiches, steaks. It did sort of did live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Now that's good. I guess as a professional athlete, why do you think it's important to sort of take time off um, after big campaigns like the World Cup and um, do things like travel so you can sort of rest and reset during the off-season? Yeah, I think just men- mentally is the biggest one. Obviously, you just, you're just so switched on for about a three-month period and then obviously before that you've got your – your own super rugby season, so it's quite like a nine-month period where you're just on and you're switched on. So I think it's amazing just to have some good balance and it was a perfect perfect time for me to just do three weeks around Europe just to fully get away and reset. Mm. Um, and obviously I've still got a few weeks back in Perth, which is, which is good before I get back to training. Yeah, no, that's nice. And I guess we probably should just quickly touch on London because it was your favourite. Can you tell me what you got up to there and, and why you liked it so much? Um, I think mainly so. I, I met a few friends, a few of my good mates actually moved over there last year. So it was good to just sort of catch up with people I haven't seen for a while. Some people that aren't, you know, don't have anything to do with rugby. So it's just good just to stay away from that aspect and also just all the restaurants over in London. And it's just a busy place. Obviously, I've been, it's a big, big city and there's always so much happening. Yeah, so I guess friends and, and things like that always make the experience a lot better. Um, I yeah, guess definitely. My final question for you is uh, where in the world would you like to travel to next if, um, if you've got somewhere in, in mind? Ooh, I'm not sure. I could definitely do sneak over to Bali for a weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bit close, easy for close. us here in Western Australia. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking close because the travel was long. The travel was very long, so yeah. I wouldn't mind something a bit close. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So who did you travel with to and from Europe? Um, I think I was with Cafe Pacific. Just okay. went through Hong Kong and stopped off in Sydney and then over to Perth, even over to Perth, an extra five hours. It was a 
it was a good three days, two days travel there yeah. when I come back. That is the only downfall about Perth is that we are very isolated <laughs> from the rest of the world. Um, but it's good to know that people still get out and travel. So thank you for your time today, Isaac. It's been wonderful chatting with you. And um, yeah, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. 